Welcome to another Tap Talks HR podcast. Today I'm talking to Taryn Kalmea, founder and chief wellness officer of remoteteamwellness.com. Hi, Taryn. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. No worries at all. So to kick us off, Taryn, do you want to just say to the listeners, uh, explain a little bit about yourself and what you get up to? Yeah, what I get up to. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to go that far, but I'll put myself into a little bit of a nutshell. So um, I'm a holistic wellness practitioner. I've been um, I was trained as an osteopath, but I mostly do yoga, meditation, mindfulness practices and have been teaching that for the last 15 years. Um, I am now the chief wellness officer and founder of Remote Team Wellness, which is a company that does different remote remote experiences for remote teams, um, wellness experiences for remote teams. And basically, over the last two years of the pandemic, I've built this company where I basically get to, to help companies take better care of their employees by inviting different expert speakers from around the world to facilitate exciting immersive experiences for their teams virtually so yeah that's a little bit of a nutshell i'll break it down a little bit more if you want but that's who i am that's fantastic and and as maybe we go through the podcast we can see what that happened what that looks like in in real life so i I know you love this area of remote work and remote wellness and everything so just i suppose what are you seeing as the trends around remote work and and the wellness aspect of that at the moment yeah it's been really interesting to see what the trends have been over the last few not even the last few years but the last few months just of people's return to office plans and seeing how companies are trying to get people to come back to the office or just allowing their teams to work remotely because they've realized that there is a lot of productivity that comes from being able to work location independent um, and I think that they, I think that there's a huge opportunity for a lot of companies that are really embracing remote culture that are doing it well and in a sustainable way um, and I think the main trend that I'm really seeing is that there are a lot of people who are deciding especially like in the, in the employee set that are deciding that actually it does suit them really well to be able to be location independent. And what does that actually look like for, you know, sustainability of their, of their, you know, their wellness, their wellness journey of their work and of their work-life balance. So the main trend is really that, like where people are going to be working and how that's going to actually be a long-term solution for a really sustainable remote working world. And, and I love that phrase, actually. And for me, I haven't really come across that one before. Location independent, because I hear people talking about hybrid working and, mm. and having dispersed teams. And actually, I suppose for, from your point of view, location independent makes it a much freer and more flexible term that you can use. It's not so draining yeah. for conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not as uh, limiting as like, you just have to work from home. Now you have the option of, again, working from wherever you would like to be, as long as there's a solid internet, as long as there's, you know, all of the things that you need to work remotely, no noise, um, and having a good environment around you, and also like a sustainable environment for your, you know, for your body, having a good work set up. But to actually just relegate it to working from home is quite limited. 
Um, and again, location independence is a little bit more of an, an opportunity for people to not only take their work and travel with it, but also to take their work to other places that they wouldn't necessarily get to go before this pandemic happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a camper van this year and it comes with Wi-Fi oh, in the camper van and I'm threatening amazing. to just travel around Europe like I'm being in a different camp field each day yes. and work from there. But it, it's, I suppose when you say location independent, you can also work, the workplace is part of that as well, isn't it? And, yes, and absolutely. The about working from home is so constraining. It really mm-hmm. feels like almost like prison for some people if you only have like one room to work in at home, yeah. share a place, etc. So from that point of view, connecting with your work around wellness, I, I love that term. I, I, yeah. Sorry, I, I haven't yeah. heard Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So um, it's actually a term that I, I learned from my husband who has been a digital nomad long before the pandemic happened, long before it was actually popular to work from from anywhere. And it's something that it's something that I think is a huge opportunity just because to to make people think that they can only work from home just like you're saying, is extremely limiting and it'll be limited if you don't have the resources, if you don't have the space for for a home office, if you don't have that, you know, that capacity to actually work at home. And also, I mean, home is home, working at a home space is also quite difficult and comes with its own challenges just because your home space is not only your your workspace, but also your child rearing space, your entertainment space, your everything space. Um, So sometimes finding a way to not be distracted in that space is also really quite a challenge. But if you kind of open that up and think, well, I have other spaces that I can work in. There can be co-working spaces. There can be, you know, there can be cafes. There can be other other places, libraries, places that you can go to where you can actually get work done in a way that is, you know, focused and pointed and non-distracted. And that is location independence. And that does that does present a lot of interesting opportunities, just like you're saying, to rent, maybe even rent a camper van and be able to be in a different place as long as you have that strong internet connection and you have all of those things that you need at your fingertips to really make your work a little bit more um, doable and sustainable. Fantastic. So, I see, we went off on a tangent right from the start, from the just first question. Bit. I did warn you before we started, but... Um, so- <laughs> So, so moving on a bit and thinking more about remote work and 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 or location independence, what do you see as the key challenges that we're facing? And just to let the listeners know, we're, we're sitting here in March 2022. Fingers crossed that we're coming out of the worst of the pandemic. I might put an addendum at the bottom of this in a year's time, depending what happens next. But what do you see as those challenges we're, we're suffering from? Um, it's interesting because you actually just said it. We're sitting here. We are sitting here in March 2022. We've been sitting here since March 2020. And that is, I think, one of our biggest challenges that's really being presented as a long-term health challenge for a lot of for a lot of individuals, just because we haven't necessarily had the consciousness around, you know, how much sitting has an impact on our long-term health. Um, and there have been countless studies that have been done around sitting and how you see studies that have said like sitting is the new cancer just because of again this being in that sedentary position and having this this tremendous load on your spine all day is just not healthy it's just not it's not good for the long term so I think that is one huge challenge that a lot of remote workers face is just being in this position where they are now just sitting in front of a screen for hours on end all day 
um, without much, you know, consciousness around moving their bodies, being out, getting away from the screens. The screens are also a huge challenge. And I know that a lot of people are starting to really feel that burnout from, you know, be kind of living on Zoom, being in back-to-back meetings, having to look at the screens all of the time. And so there are certain, like, certainly different health optimizations that we can start making now that we do have this awareness, but the awareness is the most important part to realize that you cannot just sit all day. You cannot, you can't just stay in the same position. You can't just look at a screen, especially if you're not using some kind of like blue blocking glasses. Um, Long-term, these things are going to start having an effect, but we just haven't gotten there yet. And so I think that's a huge challenge that hasn't necessarily unveiled its it's real, it's real um, downsides just yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's almost like history's repeating itself because I think back to the mid-1990s in the UK and we had a set of display screen regulations come from the UK government, mm-hmm. which was about the fact that by that time, 10, 15 years of people, years worth of people have been sitting in front of massive desktop computers. Um, and, and it got to the point where there was starting to be some repetitive strain injuries inside of the workplace. So we started regulating for that. And I think almost yeah. the technology's become so ephemeral, as in mobile technology, pads, not just laptops, mm. et cetera, that actually we can do it anywhere with Wi-Fi, with 4, 5G, et cetera. So it's almost like we thought it's not a problem anymore, but then put lockdowns in place through a pandemic and yeah. we have to sit inside our homes. And I think it's risen straight back to the forefront that this is not good at all. Yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And again, I think the more awareness we can bring to the fact that it's not good, (laughs) it's just not good, and remind ourselves of that throughout the day, the the better. It's, it's It's really about having those conscious breaks to be like, I actually have been sitting for an hour now, it's time for me to get up and move around. Even if that moving around is just getting up and going to the fridge for some water or getting up and walking around your block if you if weather permitting obviously I know you are in the UK so that's not always a possibility but to be able to just walk around or move around the house or even just do a few light stretches something to actually get your body moving to allow yourself to get out of the state of just being in the same position that's even not healthy from a mental health position um so getting yourself moving also can help you just with just with a little bit more creativity help you to get away from staying stuck in the situation a situation that's causing you anxiety or stress just allowing yourself to separate from the screen and not separating from the screen by going to another screen. Because just like you're saying, that was a, an opportunity that, that was something that was presented when we only had one screen to focus on. Now we have multiple screens and that really does need to be a conscious, uh, conscious realization as well. So that taking a break is not just, I'm going to take a break from this computer and go and sit and scroll, doom scroll on my phone. <laughs> So those kinds, those kinds of awarenesses are very important, especially when you are working remotely and there's not that many, you know, that, that many other, other people around you or other opportunities to interact with, with other people. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because actually, again, during the pandemic or home working, you don't have a crowd of people around you like you did maybe yeah. in the physical office in the past where actually, you know what, let's go to lunch. What does lunch entail? Sitting around a table and looking at other people's faces or looking to the long yeah. distance and everything. Now it is actually what small app do I play on my phone? Or as you say, the the, the doom scrolling through Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. So it kind of brings us into the world of, of, of like, what can we do about it? So, mm-hmm. and I know this is kind of where you live and work in, in a kind of weekly basis, trying to help people here. So, so now we know what's kind of what the trends are going on and, and what are the challenges we got. What do you think we can do about it? What solutions do you think that we can do as average people? Wow, I've got a lot of solutions. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of suggestions, at least. Let me say that. So my main suggestion would be to implement some standing time throughout your day. So I like to take my calls standing. Um, and that's been something that I've just implemented in the last year. Um, and it's because I'm on calls quite a lot. And I think a lot, a lot of a lot of us are finding ourselves on these constant Zoom calls. So if you're standing, obviously you don't get into that same position of just, you know, like kind of hunching and then not paying attention and then you get drawn down. So standing allows you to not only be in a position where you have to be aware of your body, you know, you don't have the comfort of a chair to hold you, but you have to be aware of your body. And then you also have the opportunity to move a little bit. So while you're standing, maybe you can just shuffle a little bit on your feet. You can kind of move from side to side. And that also just gets your, your body and your brain to connect in a different way rather than like body's off brain is just taking all the information in rather. So that's one huge tip that I have stand as often as you can, whenever you can, even if you're just like in a little bit of a flow and you have to type something out for a while, standing and doing it is a really, really wonderful productive way of just kind of putting that energy out and like having the energy to put out. Another suggestion that I have is setting a reminder for a mindfulness break or for a wellness break uh, somewhere in the day. So I usually set my reminders for every 45 minutes. But if you need more frequency, like if you're quite an active person, you can do every 30 minutes or if you, you don't have as much time, maybe you do every hour. But I would say like every hour at least to have a break where you either stand up, you do an exercise, you go and drink some water. That'll be my next point. Go and drink some water or you go and, you know, you go and do engage with an activity like go and pet your dog or play with your animal for two for two minutes or so. That could also be a really nice thing. Or maybe it's going and yeah, going and taking a little walk around the block, weather permitting. Um, but giving yourself those actual conscious breaks uh, where your alarm comes on and you're like, get up and do something else. <laughs> get up and do something else just for five minutes. Doesn't have to be a long time. Doesn't have to be you know, going up to a mountain and meditating for hours on end, maybe it is just taking five deep breaths. And then you like you stand up, you can go and move yourself to the couch, take five deep breaths, and then you come back. Something as simple as that just helps you to get that little bit of distance and space in your day where you're not always just again, living here on the screen. Um, another suggestion that I have is very much staying hydrated while you're working remotely. And especially if you are sitting, hydrating your body is so, so important. So giving yourself reminders to go and drink water, go and drink something, like make sure that your body is staying, you know, you're staying hydrated so that your brain is staying active. You can keep that focus and concentration, which will help with your productivity. So, so essential, so vital and important. So those are my three main tips. Make sure that you stand, make sure that you do take wellness breaks and stay hydrated for sure. Then fantastic tips I think everyone could could buy into. I, I, it makes me think of um, a theory when I was doing my master's in organizational psychology, there was a, a theory called border theory. And that was about mm. how we have a border between our work 
and our non-work activities, our home activities. And mm -hmm. actually for most people that used to be commuting and it was a way of yes. actually separating work from non-work. It could have been reading a book on the tube mm -hmm. or the train or the metro. It could have been just listening to some music. It could have been chatting to people. It could have been driving your car, whatever it was. Yeah. It was actually a break between the two. And though that seems to have disappeared, it literally is the time it mm. takes you to pull down your laptop. So is there anything there that you think people could, could do? Or do you think that those three areas are still as applicable in that kind of space? Yeah, no, it's interesting because that, that border theory also makes me kind of think about nudge theory. And I, I know we had had a conversation about nudge theory as well. But also, yeah, just to have those edges where you, you do have that clear separation, especially if you're working from home between this is when my work starts, this is when my work ends. It's so important to have those boundaries in place. How I like to implement it, and this is going to be different for every person, just because we, we all have different things that we like and we have different hobbies and activities. I like to implement it by, I start with, a, I do meditation and mindfulness. So I will do like a 20 minute meditation practice and then I'll come to work. So then my work begins and then I, I open my space for my day to have, you know, to have working space. And that's kind of my commute, it's my, my mental commute. So moving from my sleep space, exercise and all the things that I do in the morning into now I'm focused and ready for and geared for my day. So Again, that looks like meditation for me. Maybe for someone else, it looks like taking a walk. Maybe for someone else, it looks like doing a quick, a quick exercise session or, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit of running, whatever it may be, a bit of reading. Um, and then entering into the workspace being like, this is now my time at work. And I, I make sure that I have a separate workspace. So I don't, I don't do anything else in this place than work. I don't take my computer to other places in my house anymore. And that's how that, that was actually a boundary that I had to set for myself into the pandemic because I realized that then the lines got a little bit blurred in those, but in those boundaries, you know, it, it got blurred when I started taking my computer over to the couch and then slowly creeping over to the bed. Um, because, you know, then, then, then it's all just one big kind of blur of, is this work? Maybe I'll just continue doing a little bit of work and then, oh no, it's two o'clock in the morning. And that's when the boundaries become really unclear and those are very, very quick steps to burning out. So having that space that's specifically designated for work, even if you don't have a lot of space in your home, wherever your computer is, that's where your workspace is. And allowing yourself to move from I'm doing my, my regular activities to now I'm doing my work activities. And then once you're done with work, like once you are offline you've signed out giving yourself that separation of now I'm moving into another space and again like that 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 may be like another physical location or it may be I'm just going to go and take a quick walk and that will help me to seal off my day my end of day because I'm lucky enough to live on the beach I my end of day is going to the beach um, and just watching sunset and that's how I seal off the end of my work day because that tells that signals to me that there's no more work happening um, and so I think having a ritual and a routine of some kind where you are, again, introducing yourself into the workday, staying in that space for a little while and leaving that space and doing something that, again, kind of seals your day off nicely is a really fantastic way to make sure that you keep those boundaries around your, your work, especially while you're remote. Fantastic. And I did feel on this podcast about 20 seconds ago an, an amount of envy go up from our listeners who hear that you end your day <laughs> going to the beach and watching the sunset. 
I know. Sitting here in the UK as I am with it raining on on my head at the moment on the top of my garden office. So, uh, but yeah, but that's a great image. Um, Yeah. Well, I will say, I will say you are welcome to come to Mexico anytime. I do run retreats here. So if you ever need a little bit of a break, a little bit of a reprieve, please feel free to come and watch the sunset with me anytime. Fantastic. And, and and what a great slug that was. Um, and which actually, what kind of, I was going to come into this bit, actually, is it because we've talked about trends and challenges and some ideas and solutions. How do you and your organization, how does it turn into reality? How do you help organizations? Because I know you have some great customers uh, mm. as, as work with you. If I was an employee in one of these customers, what would I see or feel or hear differently because you guys were involved? Yeah, so we make sure to actually do things that help to form sustainable habit changes within our organization and within organizations in general. So that comes from consistency, obviously, but also we found that it comes from having something that's integrated into the day rather than something that you have to interact with and engage with and find time for. So while it's really wonderful that companies are starting to be more open to things like mindfulness and yoga and meditation, giving employees apps generally does not tend to have the return that many would expect just because most people have to then find the time to interact with the app and gain the habit of whatever the app is trying to purport so if it's if it's a meditation app and you've never meditated in your life and you find meditation really hard getting an app is like it's lovely and wonderful that your company is doing that for you but realistically are you really going to make time for something that you're for you firstly feel like a beginner at and you have to get over the steep learning curve of doing um regularly in an already busy time in our in our society um probably not it's probably just not going to be a realistic long-term behavioral change so what we really focus on in our organization are monthly programs and in our monthly programs we deliver different types of content from a newsletter to kind of introduce what our topic of the month is. And we really like to work with whatever health holidays are happening so that people have awareness around what's happening in the world. So, I mean, for instance, we're in March now, we're coming into World Sleep Day and World Sleep Week, talking more about like how we can start to clean up our sleep hygiene, how we can build better sleep habits. And that's really, that's really an interesting way to actually take it to a place where you know, you where, where people are actually thinking about this, how this relates back to their their own lives and how this relates back to how this can help them and in, to integrate this information and make it actionable. So we'll send out a newsletter. We also we also have an, a live set live talk session with an expert facilitator who is an expert in that field. And that's time for the, the employee to be able to come in and ask questions like I am having trouble with insomnia or I am having trouble staying asleep all night. Um, and those are just obviously examples from what what's happening this month, but it can apply to any of the topics that we cover. And then we also like to give people a resource that's not too intense, but something that can just have, you know, just like I gave you like three actionable takeaways of how you can then start to take this information and start to put it back into practice in your life. So that's really what we base our programs around. And we really see that the most, um, the most long-term change happens over 
at least three to six months. So we had a lot, when we first started out, we had a lot of clients who wanted just a one-off session, just one, just one, one, one experience, but then that doesn't really create the change. That doesn't really actually start to build the wellness culture and the well-being ideals that most companies are really craving, really need to support their teams. Does that make sense? Totally does, totally does. So I love the fact it's much more targeted and it's much more personable uh than yep. as you were saying uh, there's an app for everything so that's great <laughs> i mean taryn we're coming towards the end of our time on the podcast actually it's been absolutely mm. fantastic talking to yeah. you um i suppose um if people wanted to find out more where, what should they do and where should they go absolutely so if people want to find out a little bit more about my company remote team wellness you can visit us at remoteteamwellness.com. Um, if you want to get in touch and to get a customized proposal, please feel free to send me an email. My email is T-A-R-I-N at remoteteamwellness.com. Um, or you can find us on all the social medias at Remote Team Wellness. On Twitter, we are at Remote Team Well. And I am at Taryn Kalmeyer, T-A-R-I-N-C-A-L-M-E-Y-E-R on all the social medias. So please find me, reach out. If you want to plan a retreat to Mexico, if you want to, if you want a customized session for your team, I'm oh, I'm all ears. I'm really open to helping just with wellness solutions for what makes sense for your team. Fantastic, Taryn. You know I'm halfway there already. I'm on the Yay. way to Heathrow Airport in London to come and do my my little retreat and watch that sunset. Yes. So. Thanks 100%. Ever so <laughs> Thanks ever so much for joining me uh, today. Uh, it's really been great talking to you. I love the positive vibe that comes out from you when we're talking about how we can adapt into this newer world of, of remote work. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. It's really been a pleasure speaking to you too. Have a beautiful rest of your day. No worries. And that's about it for now. And as always, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to find out more about wellness or any other related topics, you can visit our website at tapsolutions.com. Or why not join our new social community at peopleprofessionals.community. Thanks, as always, for listening and see you again soon.